Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right, a relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back one more again. We are back one more again. Yes, we are. And we are in the midst of the holiday season. That's right. Where are we coming from? We are coming from... Coming to you live from where? Oh, I'm sorry. From the house. No. Okay. Oh, wait. Okay. (laughs) Let's redo this all over again. Okay. Wait, I'm coming to you live from the house. <laughs> so is Daryl. Oh, coming to you live from the house. <laughs> we are at the house. We're doing this one more again. Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> we do the intro every time. You say, coming to you live. I say, from the house. <laughs> wow. One of those type of episodes. Oh, no. All right. Anyway, so what are we talking about today? We are talking about positivity. Um, yes. How to remain positive in an unsettling world. Yeah. Um, I feel like the world that we're in right now is very unsettling from politics to, you know, everyday normal life things that yeah. you can think of. It's just like unsettling when you're talking about finances or you're talking about bitcoins or you're talking about. You everything, know, everything, the environment, just, the climate, the climate, socio-political issues. Yeah, it's just unsettling, and right. sometimes it's hard to stay positive. Yeah. And what we want to talk to you tonight about is, or whenever you're listening, is about you know trying your best to stay positive, how it impacts you, and give you some ways that you can stay positive. Because I think it's important, um, because I think it translates over. Um, so many different areas with so many different people and it impacts and affects so many different people. So I feel like it's worth talking about and discussing. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I think everything that you said, like, I think it's difficult to stay positive. And I think that I've seen this happen when you do Finder, which we talk about often on here, because it's one of the only like, talk about Myers-Briggs and that's a ridiculous personality test. We talk about like, 
Enneagram. It's a ridiculous disc. personality test, right? I mean, disc is actually decent, but strength I think finder, strengths is de- decent too. I think strengths finder is one of my favorite. Um, I, I like that too. Yeah, because it actually tells you, it's not really telling you personality types or your personality traits or like yeah. you have to, I don't know. It tells you what your actual strengths are. Um, and there is a positive positivity positivity and that has usually been in my top five but it's actually dropped out of my top five it's in my top five is it and Mm so i i always think that's interesting when you take it and then you take it again and like if it's there and then it drops out or maybe it comes like was it there for you before oh i don't think it was no not in my top five Mm -mm. no I was going to say, I don't think it was because when we taught our class the first time and I got everybody's strengths, yeah, it wasn't there for you. positivity wasn't. But it is. It's in my top five now. Right. So for me, I think it's something that you have to cultivate. I don't think like, say you take a strengths finder and it's not in your top five. I don't think that means that you aren't positive. Right. But I do think it's something that you have to constantly work on and you have to cultivate within yourself. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to talk a little bit about how to do that. Yes. Um, today, because it is hard. You know, right now we're just in a season of like, if you turn on the news, <laughs> everything is about, you know, the impeachment of the president. Yeah. Right. And there's, mm-hmm. it's one of the most divisive times since, you know, probably the civil, well, I would, to be fair, since probably the Vietnam War. Yeah. And I think that's fair. Yeah. And and it's just hard for Americans today because people are on one side of the line or the other side of the line. And there's not a whole lot of like coming together, crossing over. And I think that can be really disheartening for people. Mm-hmm. It's sad. You know, it's sad to see. But we just stop watching the news. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way. I mean, to be honest, that's probably one of the strategies. Is I know, right? <laughs> just stop watching the news. I think that's like a part of one of our tips. Yeah. Um, that we'll get to a little bit later. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we can talk about... I think I like... So, you know, again, Daryl put together a lot of the notes and... Top five. Positivity is in there. Yeah. Strength finder. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and... What he said was the real obstacle to positivity is that our brains are hardwired to look for and focus on threats. Yeah. I think that human nature, your body, your mind is constantly looking out or trying to protect you from yourself. Right. Well, think about the most basic instinct we have is like, if you see a threat, it's a fight or flight response. Right. And we study that. I mean, that's real. That's why we have adrenaline, you know, as some, as a hormone that releases into our body and cortisol and stuff. And, and that's, um, to protect us from elements and from threats. And that's what has guaranteed the survival, you know, a lot of times. Oh yeah. Hunting and gathering, Yes, (laughs) you know, or, you know, eat or be eaten type thing. So Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, it's definitely, a part of it is just the threats. Yeah, it's uh, instinctual. Yeah. I wanted to take it a step further and identify in the context that we're talking about with positivity, what is an actual threat against positivity? I think that's smart because we don't, we're not necessarily in an age where for our survival, for our food, for our right. sleep, our shelter, our safety, that we're in a space where we need to 
be seeking threats and then we move into a fight or flight response. But maybe now, because we don't have to seek that for our basic survival needs, it almost seems like we've crossed the threshold into seeking where threats are that are not so like on social media. We perceive that, you know, somebody's offhanded comment is a threat to us when in reality it's just their opinion and people are entitled to their own opinions, you know? And so I think that's interesting. And so you said, well, you kind of, um, allude to this a little bit, but one of them was our, our thoughts, our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Are they threatening to us based off of what you just said? Social media, Mm -hmm. what we read, how perceptions of what we read impacts our thoughts Mm -hmm. and our thoughts become threatful to ourselves. I totally agree. Um, I think mindset is everything here. Yeah, definitely that. It's Um, everything. And it's how you respond. It's what you, well, again, I I might be jumping ahead on it. It's all right. Let's just talk through it. It's what you feed into your brain. Yeah. Honestly, on a daily basis, you know, I went through a point where... (laughs) This is crazy. This is crazy. I listen to a lot of different podcasts just for like fun and for and for learning. But I realized there's a point where I was taking in things that were that I was like, well, I just really enjoy these and they're really interesting <laughs> to me. Yeah. But it was actually having a negative impact on my brain because we can always think like, oh, we're stronger than the material that I'm bringing in. Oh, I'm smarter than, you know, like I know this maybe can't happen to me or whatever. And so I was listening to a lot of like Dateline because I really enjoy like murder mysteries. I was listening to a lot of it too. Yeah, or like whodunit, you know? And so I was like, this is super interesting. And so it just interested me. But I started taking in way too much of it because even though I'm telling myself, you're like, you're smart, you know how to be safe, you know how to, you know, like watch out for yourself and your kids when you're with them. Like, I know all these things, but it's still because I was feeding that into my brain, it still had an effect on me. I agree. Listening to it, it made me even more conscious and aware yeah, because of listening to some of the things that had occurred and, and based on true stories. And I'm just yeah. like, man. So when I'm walking around, like my mindset is literally like, oh, you just heard about this, how people yeah. jumping out from behind trees. Right. So now every tree, I'm just kind of like scoping right. it out, making sure nobody's behind it, you know. And it's not to say like it is smart to be cautious. Yeah. But there's just a point like when your parents used to tell you like, oh, you don't need to feed that in your brain or like, oh, you don't need to watch that movie or, you know, like, yeah, my parents would always be like, you don't need to watch a rated R movie. Um, But I think that's important. And it really does have an effect. So like it affects your thoughts. It affects your mindset. Yeah. Well, let's go to the next bullet really quick, because I I, I was kind of hesitant about putting this one on there, but. I do want to discuss it with you really briefly, but people in our lives. Yeah. How can they be threats to us when you're talking about um, in the context of positivity? Mm. I think it can be the same way. Um, I've really done some heart work surrounding this Mm -hmm. lately. Um, because I think in the past there are people that would be like, they just like, 
I perceive that they think negative of negatively of me, like I'm just, they don't need to be in my circle. I just need to cut them out. And that itself was very negative thinking instead of like, well, this person, I don't know how they feel about me. And so instead of giving them the benefit of the doubt, which I think that we should give to people, especially if they're close to us, um, I would just be like, mm, I don't need them in my life. You know, and but that what actually became very toxic for me. And so it almost goes back to number one of like, yeah, I let perceptions of how I thought people were. Um, and I like to call it ungracious assumptions <laughs> because I don't think this is what I was doing for a long time. And it really negative negatively affected me. And the fact is that and I think we've said this before in an episode is that most people we think most people are thinking about us and most people aren't thinking about us or about you. They're thinking about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, th- I'm, I have learned to be very careful with ungracious assumptions where I assume the worst from somebody else. Now, that's not to say I think that people can come in and have maybe a draining attitude or like yeah. draining thought processes. Um and I think you want to be really careful of those people. Right. Um, and for me, it's it's more of a, I think I've switched my thinking to in starting to engage in conversation with those people, but having a very strong mindset myself before I do that, Definitely. which kind of goes very back important. to... That's very important. Yeah, we haven't talked about it yet, but feeding positivity into your brain before you engage with other people. But I think, you know, engaging with that person because they might be in need of just somebody to talk to if they are really negative. If you get to a point where you're in conversation with them and it's way too negative and then sometimes you just need to take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to be praying for you. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that's where you talk about you had some hard work. I think that's where I had a lot of hard work for me is you know I'm a, a very compassionate person and I like to help people and I'm a very caring person um, and that's in my nature. And having empathy for someone, like you said, if they are negative or they're going through it, I think was it was a positive, but it was also a downfall for me. And um, for me and my hard work that I've been doing was that you could still have empathy, but not indulge in their negativity agreeing um and i feel like sometimes that was what i was doing when someone was being very negative or had a lot of negative things to say my way of showing empathy was to jump right in with them and be like oh i understand i know exactly what you're talking about that isn't right and before you know it we were just two negative nancy sitting there (laughs) you know and with my heart work i think now that i can still be empathetic but at the same time, not indulge in that negativity. And it's just like you said, I immediately internally start to pray. I'm like, whatever you're going through, you can come out of that. And I believe that you can. And internally, I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, touch their heart Mm -hmm. and please bring them out of this, whatever they're going through and deliver them from this (laughs) negative circumstances that they are, you know, caught up mm-hmm. in and as opposed to me jumping in like oh my gosh that's not right that is horrible i can't believe they said that i can't <laughs> believe they did this those people are so ridiculous next thing you know we just sitting up here being negative so yeah. um like you said the people i think that you can still be encouraging be inspiring motivate them and uplift them but at the same time not doing that by 
indulging in their negative um, spirit that yeah. they have. So, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, just one of the biggest points, one of the biggest takeaways for me has just really been um, to start looking at that in that way, um, in the way that you said. And then just to, I mean, I literally keep the phrase, don't make ungracious assumptions about people because (laughs) it's literally been one of my biggest downfall. I mean, we did an entire episode on like haters and looking back to that. Um, I think we gave a lot of good advice, but I kind of feel bad that we use that word because that was making a very ungracious assumption about people. Yeah. And, and, and for me, I'm like, I could, I, also have to really watch how I think because and let how I let people affect my thoughts will turn me into a negative toxic person if I let it and they may not even have had that intention and so I think I think that's really important so I'm kind of abiding by um by that right now yeah awesome Mm -hmm. so it sounds like and I just kind (laughs) of alluded to it a little bit but when we were talking about negative people or negativity, mm-hmm. it was associated with unhappiness or, like you said, making that judgment. Yeah. Do you think that on the reverse side, there is a correlation between positivity and happiness? Um, yes, <laughs> I do. I think it's a good uh, conversation to have, honestly. Okay. Sorry, my throat. Okay, so before we even start recording, my nose started. I was like, oh, like sniffles, and so then I did nose spray, and now my throat's dry because I didn't spray. So anyway, I'm like sipping water. <laughs> well, there you have it, everybody. So, there you have it. <laughs> Welcome to my <laughs> health issues. Um, but yes, I think that positive positivity and happiness. Um, I do think that there's direct correlation, and I also think that there can be causality. Okay. Um, and I think that's important to consider because positivity can affect you in a way that helps you to find things to be happy about. So it can boost your happiness. Right. 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 I also think that if you, f- I'd, I don't always think that if you're happy, you're always a positive person because right. I think that positivity is more of an, a deep within um, characteristic. Yeah. Whereas happiness, I mean, you can have happy people who are maybe portraying happiness on the outside mm-hmm. who maybe are not that positive on the inside. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of research out there. This is really just my uneducated opinion on right. happiness versus positivity. Cause there is a lot of research out there right now, like the happiness project and stuff like that. Um, so it's kind of my initial take on that. Yeah, mine is similar. I think that happiness, and we were talking about this a little bit before we got on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that happiness is more associated with your mood. Um, and I think that positivity is a mindset, is a choice that you can make to be positive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can be positive without being happy. Um, you know, if there's something that's going mm-hmm. on in your life that you're not really happy about or um, something that has kind of brought up uh, the emotions of sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can still be positive even during those sad times. 
Yeah. Um, so that's that how I feel sense. about it. I feel like positivity is kind of a mindset. Like you said, it's deep down in there. It's a choice. It's like a personality mm-hmm. trait. It's like who you are. You're a positive person. Right. Whereas happiness is an emotion that is dictated by circumstances, situations. Um, and sometimes you don't really have full control over that um, or at least in the moment. Right. Being able to kind of manage those emotions as things are going on yeah that's true so that's That's how that's how i feel about it i know that there is a lot of research about the happiness though yeah there really is and and there's a good and the reason i say that they're i mean i think they're definitely correlated i think anybody could say that and i think that there is causality too because i think about some of the research and one research project i'm familiar with actually a lot of people have probably heard about this one i know you've heard about it um, there was a researcher who on a college campus, he went, he recruited, you know, 20 people for, um, one part of the experiment and 20 people for the other part into the group of 20, which was the control. He said, um, I'm going to give you $10 today. Right. Yeah. And you can spend it on anything you want to, but you have to spend it on yourself. Mm-hmm. To the other group of 20, he gave him $10. He said, I'm going to give you $10 today. You have to spend it today. Anything you want to spend it on, but it cannot be for you. It has to be for somebody else. Right. And he measured their um, self-perceived or their self-reported happiness before and after. He They gave them you know, the money and explained the experiment to them. And the happiness was, I can't remember how much higher, but it was a lot higher at the end of the day for the group who were was given the money and was told that they had to spend it on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there are those innate things where they probably went away, you know, they're a little more positive about life too. So I think that happiness yeah. can be causal for positivity. Um, I agree. I do know that study. And, yeah. and you're, you're absolutely right. I think causality is definitely a factor to where you know you're doing different things it's helping you generate that feeling of happiness which in turns also ignites positivity within you as well yeah or at least brings it to the forefront i wonder though i i'm going to take a guess i would say educated guess that if you have innate positivity, then you're probably more prone to have the emotion or feeling of happiness, of happiness. Uh-huh. right? And so, you know, maybe maybe that's causal as well, you yeah. know, going the other way. I agree with you on that 100%. Yeah. So I really, I think they're really closely related, honestly. Okay. Good. Well, I, yeah. I just kind of wanted to see, I, I knew that we were talking about positivity, but I was just curious as to mm-hmm. what your thoughts were. And then obviously some of the research that, you know, we were both familiar with mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure there's more out there. So if you want to know more about it here, go do it on your own. Research it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happiness. Happiness. All right. Um, let's see. So I guess we're talking about positivity and, and being positive. Mm-hmm. Why does it even matter mm-hmm. is the question. Right. Right. And um, I think that we'll start with what I have. And yes, we have scripture mm-hmm. of why it matters. Um, and, and Proverbs 17 and 22, it says a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And if you know anything about Proverbs, um, it's kind of like one of those books in the Bible that's like mm-hmm. wisdom related. And I think King Solomon 
wrote a lot of it. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, um, I don't have my Bible. David, I don't have my Bible in front of it, in front of me right now. But I know that um, King Solomon wrote a lot and he Mm -hmm. was the wisdom guru of the Old Testament. Um, So, oh, hey, Lainey, our dog just came out again. Like she, she get just, on her new couch. I know her new couch. She's just showing out. She's just disregarding all the rules when we're recording. That's not the rule. Anyways, anyway, um, in Proverbs, King Solomon, and, and he kind of gives you the way or the lay of the land for life. And when you're talking about positivity and, and, and how you should live out your life, that's, I think one of the verses Yeah. that kind of relates to that. Um, why she's do you great. think it matters <laughs> other than, proverbs i mean i can get in a scripture it might be a little bit deep don't don't go deep but i would like to hear where you're going with this i'm just okay. curious okay i'll try not to go too i'll keep it i'll keep it as surface level as i can but All it's right. more a story than scripture okay and it's important to me because i think about um the concept of having joy and being positive in the worst possible circumstances right right So there's a guy in the Bible. I know you know this. I'm going to say this for for other people who maybe maybe don't know or um, just haven't heard this story because I hadn't really explored the story until recently. Okay. Um, But there's a guy in the Bible who's his name is Paul. Um, And I think about his circumstances. I think about the fact that before his name was Paul, his name was Saul. Um, And he was he lived basically like right after Christ was um, killed and then resurrected. And he lived after that, but he didn't believe in this. He didn't believe in Jesus. He didn't believe that this happened. And so he was on his way. He was, he, he, he liked to murder people who believe this. So he liked to murder Christians. He liked to torture them, Um, basically show them like, this is not the way, you know, you're wrong and stupid for believing this. And so he would do that. And on his way to find uh, more Christians to, torture and kill because he didn't believe them or their message. Um, God came to him and he said, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? And so from then on, so God actually in that moment blinded him. He removed his eyesight. So Paul could not see. He was at the time Saul. He became Paul because once he figured out that this God was real who appeared to him, then he switched his belief automatically and he became this like Christian missionary, basically, who went everywhere and preached the word. Well, then he became persecuted because now he was a Christian and there were still a lot of people who didn't like Christians and they wanted them killed. And so he ended up in at his worst time in his life, which was actually a majority of his life after he became a Christian. Yeah. He ended up chained to a Roman guard. Literally, his hand was chained to a Roman guard in a prison cell that I'm sure back then was not a lovely oh, place yeah. to be. Oh. I mean, you can imagine now is not a lovely place to be. Like, think about it back then. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 40 AD. <laughs> And he is chained with one arm to a prison guard and he is writing books of the Bible. And most of the, well, all of what he wrote ended up in the Bible. And he was writing it with his arm, like 
chained to a guard. He could hear the clanking of his chains as he's writing this. I'm sure he barely got any food. And he was writing about joy yeah, and about positivity. Yeah. And it's amazing because there's so many, like to me, that's inspiration. He is penning all of these books of the Bible about joy and positivity. And he doesn't once talk about his circumstance. Yeah. And so I think that's important. And when we talk about mindset, yeah, that's why I think mindset is so important because it really is. I mean, I would never downplay what anybody is going through, but we do see a lot of people who go through things that I, uh, there are times I look at, uh, especially with, you know, I hate to pick on college students, but to pick on college students a little bit, there are times that I'm like, I get that you're upset, but you've been upset about this one thing for two months, you know? And, yeah. And it might, we've got to learn to overcome this and we've got to learn to switch our mindset to be more positive so that you can be more resilient. We talk about resiliency a lot. Yeah. And if your mindset is negative, you know, it's not, it, you're not going to be able to get past it. Yeah. So I think that's why it's so important. Okay. I know I went a little deep with the story. No, that's but. all right. No, that's good. I mean, hey, <coughs> y'all, you're learning something. Y'all yeah, you're learning Paul. something new. No, no, I definitely. And you should probably go read it because I'm sure I didn't do an amazing <laughs> retelling, but go read it. It's all good. No, I think that that was a, a good point um, and a good segue to what our next, I guess, topic area is, um, is what are some ways that people can remain positive? Um, I think we can jump right in there. Yeah. Um, and I think we've been talking about it and you kind of alluded to it when we came out the gates fire and, um, you know, your environment, your mindset is probably one of the most important areas in your life that you need to make sure that you're aware of and that you're managing, um, and that really impacts your positivity. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that a little bit and, and how, people can make sure that they are, are keeping track <laughs> of, yeah. of their environment and their mindset to make sure that they are remaining positive or at least putting themselves in positive states yeah. more frequently than not so. Well, I want to jump to, I mean, we, I already talked about this a little bit, but uh-huh. I want to jump to the um, sources of information. Okay, yeah. Because what you have here is you say to evaluate the sources of information that are feeding into you, that yeah. are feeding into your brain and ultimately your heart and your soul and what's feeding into your mindset. And I think that's really important. Like, ident- you say here, identify the three most negative sources of information that you probably spend time on. I'm going to guess if you are on Facebook, <laughs> number one, right? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I don't care how positive your friends are. I don't care how positive the messages you see are. Some of the algorithm is designed for you to see the things that the media wants you to see. That's right. Which leads me to number two news outlets yeah i highly recommend highly highly recommend if you're gonna go for a news outlet go for as as unbiased of a source as you can go for which i know is really hard if you like watching the news on tv then i don't have a suggestion for you i'm sorry yeah but if you like to read the news npr is is literally one of the most unbiased and they really strive i mean their editor-in-chief they they really strive 
to be the most unbiased news source. And I feel like they do a very balanced job when reporting. Um, So that's one of the ones that I would highly recommend if you're going to go get your news from anywhere. I agree. And when you're talking about that, one of the things that I'm constantly working on is reading more. Because when you watch it on TV and the imagery Mm. and the enunciation and the tones and the delivery of the message and, um, you know, who is coming from and how you associate with that person, all of that impacts the information that you're taking in. And I had to find a way to disconnect from all of those, um, I call those emotional fillers. Mm. And that's Mm -hmm. when I started reading more Mm -hmm. to where I could read for knowledge and for understanding and remove all of the the extra stuff that I was getting with by watching it on TV with the imagery and with, you know, the going back and forth between the different people arguing the tones of voice and the elevations and feeling like I had to pick a side. Um, So definitely, if you can, when you're obtaining information, I definitely encourage you to read it. Um, and if you don't read it, I would say find a way to minimize all of the extra. That's what I'm going to call it, the extra, um, because I know when mm-hmm. you watch it on TV, they'll keep running like three horrible imageries, like as they yep. tell the story over and over. And that gets ingrained into your mind and in your spirit. And then all you're seeing is those three negative pictures. Right. And then you got two people going back and forth. And then you may hear something that you agree with. And then now you're picking a side. Yep. And now you just and then you're engaging in the you're argument. Engaging in the argument. And if you do that, <laughs> even in the name, I'm just going to say something that people are not going to agree with me with. All right. If you engage in the argument, even in the name of your cause, in the name of social justice, Mm -hmm. in the name of justice, in the name of whatever your cause is, if you engage in the argument, it typically is more self-righteous than anything else. Oh, yes. There's nothing that can be gained, especially if you're not face-to-face with that person. If you're hiding behind a computer screen Mm -hmm. and engaging on social media you're not doing it the right way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just you not. You be sorry. This is our podcast. It's true. But it's just, <laughs> it's just not because you can't have the discussion with that person. And, you know, our society just doesn't allow that anymore. Yeah. So it just doesn't. <clears throat> I think that that's kind of leading into our next point. Yeah. Be aware <laughs> of how you perceive things on a regular basis. So by that, we're saying don't turn little things into major situations. Mm. Don't turn a little anthill into a mountain. Agree. That's this is something, man. Another thing I've been working on. Just I've always been guilty of this. Um, it's really easy to let your mind go with something, and this goes back to what I was saying about making ungracious assumptions. Yeah. About people, about situations, whatever. But when you do that, all you, the first person, and honestly, usually the only person you end up hurting is yourself. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, because once it turns into that mountain, now mentally, emotionally, you're trying to move a mountain which started out as an anthill. And all of that, I think, can be, I'm not going to say controlled, but managed by you being aware of the perceived messages that you're getting. 
Um, <laughs> and I definitely want to put that on, on here. And do it on a regular basis, um, not just when things are, are kind of imploding and, and kind of mm-hmm. going on and everything is like really is a big deal. Like just on a regular basis, just be like, is this really a big deal? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that I have my, um, you know, my five, five, five rule. What is this? All right. So I haven't heard this. Yeah, yes, just, you have. I have. Yeah. Wait, I, tell me what I, it is. I didn't make it up. I heard it. Well, I heard it somewhere and then I kind of applied some of my own things. to. You got to remind me. So, okay. So when you're, when you're thinking about it and you're in a circumstance or situations, I'm like, all right, let me take five minutes to just sit on this for a second and kind of let it process. Then after those five minutes, say, how much impact is this going to have on me in five weeks? Oh, yes. I've heard this. How much impact is this going to have on me in five years? Mm-hmm. Can I just leave it right here in these five minutes that it took me to process it? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like and that's kind of how I do it. And everybody talks about me or people that know me always say, like, you're a processor. You're a processor. <laughs> you think I'm like, yeah, you give me these five minutes. This ain't even worth talking about because in five weeks, we're going to even forget for we're going to have forgotten that we even had this conversation mm-hmm. It's not going to even matter. So what am I going to go all in, be negative, be mad, yell, be upset of something that in these next five minutes as I process, I realize is not going to be impactful in five weeks, mm-hmm. let alone five years. So that's kind of how I do it. So I take the five. So five, five, five for me. I take the five minutes, let it process, soak it in, think about it, deliberate internally. And then I'm like, is this something that we possibly could be talking about in five weeks? Mm. Is this going to impact me that I'm going to be thinking about this in five years? Mm -hmm. If not, it stays right there in them five minutes and I keep it moving. Mm. I think that's smart. I think that's probably hard for people to do. Yeah, that's also part of my makeup too, you know. And you, we always talk about, and we've talked about in previous episodes how I'm a processor. But I would say I, I like, I would consider myself as a positive person. It is in my top five strengths, and that's one of the ways that I do it. Yeah, like I just don't carry it with me. Um, and then there are some things that I do, and it's because it will have an influence or impact me five weeks out, or potentially something five years out. Yeah. Um. So it goes beyond those five minutes, but um, that's what I do to try to stay in a positive place. Um. I think that's smart. And then our last one down here that we got on here, obviously, if you know us, this just fits us. Mm-hmm. Um. And there may be more. Go look up more. Google it if you want to. But exercise, and then obviously rest and recovery. Yeah, I definitely believe exercise. can help with your positivity um i know you we know different research oh Um, my goodness yeah i was about to say i know you we ain't got enough time no we don't but but definitely um give them a quick snippet of how it impacts you physically and how it can influence your level of positivity quick i know i know i know because i had to pass it off to you because i feel like you can get there more concise than i can because you know how i am i feel like i will have to i know but i feel like you can just be like boom 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 my well my favorite example which i think we may have used before i don't know but how okay my favorite example is how 
exercise this is before i get there sorry maybe i can't do this more concisely but before i (laughs) go into the example this is from um spark and this is it's a book called spark the revolutionary new science of exercise in the brain by dr john rady and he talks about how exercise is stress inoculation Um, and i think this is super important because this also affects depression it affects anxiety and stress depression and anxiety are the top three happiness and positivity drainers right they will drain you of positivity and happiness so exercise helps boost you from stress very similar to the way that a flu shot would boost your immune system to help fight the flu. What it does is it gives you, the flu shot will give you a dose of the flu and then your body starts to get used to the flu. And so then if the virus is introduced to you, then you have a much smaller percentage chance of actually getting the virus because your body is used to it already. Exercise affects stress, anxiety, and depression in the same way as that it's an inoculation, right? And so it helps inoculate your body, especially with stress, because exercise is a form of good stress. And so it helps give you doses of stress that your body can actually handle because your body doesn't know the difference between stress from exercise and stress from like a relationship fight. It's the same uh, chemical um, response in your body. Mm-hmm for both of those things. And so if you're giving yourself exercise, you're much more likely to be able to handle a relationship fight in a more positive, less reactionary way, which we know also affects depression and anxiety levels, which will in turn affect your positivity and happiness. That's just one way that it does this. There are many more ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So I definitely want you to hit it real quick. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think <laughs> you, so many, I know, I like, think you jumped right onto the point that I was trying to get at by including it in here. Okay, good. <laughs> um, yes, no, that, that was exactly it. Perfect. So we're talking about positivity. We think it's important. Mm-hmm. We kind of explain to you why. Um, and, and just try your best to be a little bit more positive in your life. Um, it definitely can help you, I believe. Mm-hmm. And um, if you use these three quick ways, I think that'll be a good starting point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do the research yourself and find out if there are other things that can help you enhance your positivity because it matters and it is important. And you matter. You matter. So that's it for tonight. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. Until the next time. Bye. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics and we also provide closed captioning. And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.